2: Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar.
3: Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about.
2: And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show.
3: But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences.
2: Which is why we created this podcast.
3: Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits.
2: We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits.
3: We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All
2: right.
3: I see a red door and I want chip chipperoo. Love it. Little Stones Little to stones. get this this podcast going. Yep. We've done the Beatles before. I don't think we've done the Stones.
2: That's a travesty. Are you
3: Beatles or Stones?
2: Oh, I don't play that game, actually. I'm I- with you on that. Really? Yeah, yeah.
3: I think they're very different bands.
2: I think they are. Like, why Why compare them? I mean, I know it's like the same timeline and it was a, a thing. But my dad loved the Beatles, like loved them. He even like decorated a VW bus in the style of, um, what's it called?
3: Magic Mystery Tour? Yes. Really? And
2: like drove his friends to a baseball game in it.
3: That's so fun. Do you have pictures of that?
2: No. I Uh. found that story about him on a random article of his obituary from one of his high school girlfriends that I never knew about.
3: Oh, my God. And she shared it there. That is so interesting.
2: But he also left me record cover that has the front of the jeans with the actual zipper sewn into the cover. So, okay, enough personal stories, Skylar. I love them both. I'm with you. Wild Horses, I think one of the best songs ever, ever. I just, I love them both. Sorry, that's my answer.
3: (laughs) Um, I think the Belchers would lean more towards the Beatles, but I can see them doing some, some stones.
2: Oh, 100%.
3: I can see Bob getting into some head voice with some some From Mick Jagger oh, type totally. stuff. Yeah. And I can even see Bob strutting like Jagger in, totally. his, in his lazy pants.
2: But I can see the family leaning more Beatles, for yeah, sure.
3: Yeah. Totally. Um, wow. What, what a way to start off this podcast. Chip Chipperoo, everyone. We are here. We are excited to do another Bob's Credits episode for you. Before we do that... We have some more patrons to thank, and we have some more patrons who have to have their name Burger Pund.
2: Exciting. Let's go. So
3: first up, thank you so much, Mel. Mel, moving forward, you will be known as the melted cheese of your choice burger.
2: yeah Of your choice. Is there anything better than melted cheese? No.
3: No. And it, sometimes you cook it into the patty, too. Oh, it's so good. Get a little burst of cheese. But uh, Mel... I mean, you get your choice. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. We're so excited to have you. Also joining us over there is Delena. And moving forward, Delena will be known as the Enchilada Delana Burger.
2: Oh, that is good. An I didn't know it. Burger? You told me you were like, oh, we got a new patron. Their name's Delena, And I was like, oh, what is that pun going to be? Very well done. It was kind delicious. of delicious. I
3: like, I like enchilada, Lena.
2: It's so good. And very Bob.
3: So thank you, Mel and Delana. We're so excited to have you on Patreon with us. We already see you in the Discord, joining everyone in the discussions. So glad you're having fun in there. If you'd like to have your name, Burger Pun, on the show, you got to subscribe on Patreon to all of our bonus stuff. We've got so much stuff going on over there. It's only $5 a month. That's our current tier.
2: Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits, and you can go sign up there.
3: So much good stuff there for everyone, including our thoughts on the movie, which a lot of people are asking us about. We've posted an episode already up there, and we're going to do like a, a more thorough like dive into the movie I once think we can. we might kind
2: of go scene by scene yeah, through the movie. But that's going to be there.
3: all on Patreon, so yep. if it's you want to hear us chat about the movie, that's the place to go. And can to he- chat
2: with other people about the movie.
3: That's... Happening on a daily basis. Yep. Wait, any other business we discuss?
2: No business.
3: Okay. Are you ready to play some Bob Pun or Max Pun? Yes. Your first pun is the turmeric Astley Burger.
2: Okay. I read that as Astley.
3: Astley. Yeah. Rick what? Astley. Rick Astley. Oh, wait. Never going to give you up. Say it Never again. going to let you down. Again. The turmeric Astley Burger.
2: I don't get it.
3: Where people can get turmeric rolled. Rick, tumer- Rick Astley. Turmeric Astley burger. Rick Astley. Oh,
2: got it. I thought the... Pun- okay. Do you want me
3: to sing Never Gonna Give You Up Again?
2: No, thanks. But, uh, Max?
3: Yes. Oh, okay. The Carter Mama Said Knock You Out burger. Mama Said Knock You Out. Max. Carter Mama Said... Wow, well, okay. Yes. The Nutmeg Ryan burger.
2: Uh, you're trying to trick me here.
3: I'm always trying to trick you. I'm constantly trying to trick you. That's the point of this game. Bob Max oh no and your final pun is the sage of innocence burger
2: oh cute Bob
3: yes okay. oh so close. So close. so close so close well done
2: thank you would you like a fun fact before the fun fact
3: I love fun fact before the fun facts
2: this one is gonna be a little bit of a story time I'll keep it succinct unlike my beginning <laughs> story of the podcast <laughs> We are going to do a little deep dive into how Lauren Bouchard, the co-creator of Bob's Burgers, came into animation. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know his backstory, Max?
3: I do, because I've done a little bit of a uh, diving, diving around in there, too.
2: Yeah. I find it, anytime I dive deeper into Lauren's past in life, I am so enthralled and interested, and he's so lovable. So if you don't know, Lauren Bouchard was a high school dropout after his mom passed away when he was in the ninth grade. As this article quotes, the wheels started coming off. And so he decided to leave high school. He worked odd jobs. And one day he was at the art store and he bumped into an old science teacher who also happened to be a colleague of his father's. And so serendipitously, this guy worked for this like educational software company and somehow had a deal with HBO when they were going to be creating an animated series. And he was like, Lauren, come work for me. And that is how he got into animation.
3: That's so cool. Sometimes, It just happens like it just things happen, fall into certain places. And, you know, for those of us who like pursue something and really want things to happen, it's frustrating to hear that sometimes. (laughs) But I think the stuff that's kind of like supposed to happen to you happens to you sometimes.
2: I was going to say I love stories like that because especially American culture in Instagram, Culture Now it's like hustle 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 and I love stories of some sometimes luck and serendipity and fate do play a part so my therapist has this great quote I don't know who she's quoting but um, if success finds me let it be by luck mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean don't work hard and don't work at your craft and don't try your best it means that if you have to sacrifice your own self To kind of hustle till you grind yourself down is that really success
3: yeah i mean and any really like humble at least successful person will tell you that so much of their success especially in in um, entertainment Mm -hmm. is luck and that's not the take like you said that's not the takeaway from the hard work that Mm -hmm. goes into that and the pursuit of it but luck is a big factor and the way things play out is a big factor and you know
2: yeah our limited perspective is really small like what about just staying open to something you can't even imagine? Like, would Lauren ever imagine this? So, anyway.
3: Probably not. Probably there's not our TED Talk then. for the day. I never would have imagined that our podcast would grow to what it has. I thought it was just going to be you and I sitting in a room talking bobs to each other. That
2: No, I never imagined we would have a podcast. It's not something I put on my list and I said, I want to be successful at this. Yeah. Ever.
3: We feel very lucky.
2: We are lucky. We're lucky to
3: have all of you listening to us. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season six, episode nine, please?
2: The episode title is Sacred Couch. Louise desperately wants a new couch. Their old one is well-loved. And so she sabotages its structure and off they go to the sofa queen, breaking Linda's heart. Meanwhile, Teddy promises to make sure the old couch goes to a nice family. Except, it may have been taken by a band called the Couch Burners, who are definitely going to burn the couch. Which is not great timing, considering the Belchers now want their beloved couch back.
3: This episode came out on March 6, 2016. It was written by Scott Jacobson and directed by Brian Loschiavo. Hope I'm pronouncing that name right. I know I've said it before on here, but I think that's the... uh the Italian way, lo schiavo.
2: It sounds great to me.
3: Thank you. So I I, I might be jumping on a fun fact for you here that you have for us, but Sacred Couch is a play on a title from season one, Sacred Cow, which the last episode we did, Sexy Dance Healing Mm -hmm. was a play on a title from season one as well, Sexy Dance Fighting.
2: Lots of callbacks.
3: Yeah, they're going back to where they started, it seems like.
2: We get gyro- reappearing here, but we don't get... Melissa. Exactly. Yeah,
3: well, she might be long gone, unfortunately. She might have been served at Bob's.
2: I know. Yikes.
3: Makes me sad. Thoughts on this episode?
2: You seem like you have something you want to say.
3: I did not remember this episode very well. Like, I remember looking at the title and being like, hmm, I don't remember much about this. I remember the Sofa Queen very well.
2: Exactly. And Um, she pops up on the internet. A lot.
3: Yeah, and I love Wanda Sykes and Wanda Sykes' voice. And by the way, Wanda Sykes on the other two on HBO Max.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's so funny. That's so funny because I was like, I love her so much. What is she in? And I was like, she was so good on Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I forgot about the other two. She is so good at it. She's so funny.
3: Great voice. Super recognizable. I really enjoyed this episode as we rewatched it this week.
2: I really enjoyed it, too. It's Quote unquote, a quieter episode. Like it's about a couch. Mm -hmm. It's not about solving a mystery or the restaurant closing down. I love quieter episodes.
3: Did it remind you of the couch we had in this place before? I
2: wasn't going to say anything, (laughs) but yes, for sure.
3: When Skylar and I moved in together, we took my couch that I had at my apartment and it was very. Nice couch. It was leather.
2: It was old and Max. Li-
3: but lived in. And it, it lived a bachelor life bachelory. for many yes. years. Yeah. It was
2: cumbersome and big and bulky and peeling.
3: I was very much attached to it, like Linda was attached to you were her couch. Yeah, I just, But I was ready. I was. I was a little more ready to give to get a new couch. We kept by the it time. for
2: five years. I know. After we moved in together, I know it was plenty of time. Yeah,
3: at least there was no like. <laughs> vomit or pee stains. You don't know that? It was too
2: dark of a color.
3: That's true. Well, I know it because I was the one living on it. I'm pretty sure I did not vomit or pee on the couch.
2: You're pretty sure?
3: Pretty sure. I'm like, yeah, like 97. There's a 3% chance I did that and have no recollection of it.
2: Okay. (laughs) It did remind me of that couch. And this is my honest opinion. And it's just, it's an opinion. I really loved the first act and the third act. I didn't love the second act that much when they're actually in the sofa store. I just don't like being in sofa stores. They kind of creep me out.
3: Okay. Uh, I did like, I, I'm with you. I did like the the first and third act more than the, the middle part, but I loved the one like overhead shot of the furniture store where Bob is trying to chase Linda who's upset and he's <laughs> there, there's so much furniture and she's like going around all the furniture and Bob can't get around the furniture it's such a fun shot and it's so funny so, when Bob says that he has a hard time chasing her around furniture
2: <laughs> that is really funny and that shot is so um different for Bob's Burgers I you agree yeah. I, I
3: was really looking at it and been like like I was very curious about the animation how you animation from a bird's eye view and it was just I really enjoyed
2: and it and we have like a not a new director, but what's sorry, what's his name?
3: Brian Loschiavo.
2: Brian doesn't. You, we don't hear.
3: Do people know that I'm doing the hand thing?
2: Of the course Italian they know. Hand thing? Of okay. course they know. Whether that's offensive or not, especially to our neighbor, who knows?
3: We have an Italian neighbor, yeah. I, I don't know. You tell me. Are you Italian out there? Are you listening to us? Is it offensive to do the hand motion?
2: Um. Should we, should I just talk really loudly and see if our neighbor responds? You just
3: call it out to him. Yeah. Yeah. Our,
2: our walls are very thin in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we joke that when we watch The Office every night, that our neighbor is like, every time he sees, how do you do the thing? Da
3: na na. Oh, the theme song? Yeah. That he's yeah. like,
2: oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Like the, he hears the melodica.
3: He's like, again with the freaking office. Probably with, these
2: guys. with bops too. Yeah. And
3: his hands going like this. <laughs>
2: So if you aren't familiar, the first act is basically an introduction to the couch, Louise sabotaging the couch, lots of sweet flashbacks about why Linda is emotionally attached to the couch.
3: These flashbacks are some of my favorite things on the show. Yes. Seeing the baby versions of all three of the kids
2: is so cute. cute. Tina
3: eating the couch is my favorite.
2: It reminds me of... Us With biscuit like is chocolate poisonous? Should we Google that? Like we Google everything that this dog ingests <laughs> of course we know about chocolate, but and we also get to see a pregnant Linda. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so the second act is them shopping for the new couch, buying the new couch. The third act is they want the couch, couch back. Of course, it's Louise who's like, should we get the couch back? Her sweet little heart. And it's going to that dive bar, tracking down this band, convincing the band not to burn the couch, which I thought was fun.
3: Yeah, totally. And we get not just one, Wanda Sykes, but we get Jordan Peele doing another voice. And he's um, her brother. Is He plays like the jester I think at the place. Her yeah. brother. A lot of screen time. A lot of time for Jordan Peele on here.
2: Now- I have in my notes that this is the first episode where comedian partners Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele guest star together.
3: Really? I thought we had had one before. But maybe they've this never, was...
2: They've both guest starred, but I don't know that they've done it together yet.
3: Oh, my guess is that my fun fact when we were talking about them guest starring, I said they do eventually do appear mm. in the same episode together. And maybe. This I don't know. It. Go back, see if I said that Sacred Couch is when they appear together.
2: This is it, which is interesting because this is the only time it's going to happen. Because this is the final episode where Jordan Peele voices someone before he retired from acting in two thousand eighteen,
3: and before he does a voice in the movie,
2: and before so he's back
3: a brief voice. I mean, oh,
2: he came out of retirement for the movie.
3: That's nice. Yeah, something tells me he'll he'll be back acting in some form.
2: Yeah, you
3: know. I I think it'd be
2: so lovely to retire from acting. Like, if you have a career, like his writing career and directing career, so wonderful.
3: And he's so good at that. Not that He's not good at acting, but...
2: Yeah. um, I I just like when you see actors make a choice. It's like, I think my life will be happier this way, even though everyone wants to be an actor. I just love decisions like that. And that's very
3: interesting, because if this came out in 2016, when did Get Out come out? 2017?
2: I can't remember...
3: Yeah, 2017. So he was clearly kind of like, oh. he was definitely like working on it or at some point, but he's probably kind of like tying up any like loose ends with oh, acting. he was probably
2: majorly into yeah. working on it. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so any other thoughts? Any other favorite funny parts of this episode?
3: I don't think so. I, I have one fact about Jordan Peele and...
2: Wait, I was supposed to do fun facts You are, week.
3: you are, but this okay. this came out for when I was looking at the cast oh, got list, it, got so I don't it. know if this if you have this or I, not.
2: I... I don't. Okay, so <laughs> I
3: guess Keegan Michael Key is listed as bartender, so I guess he's the bartender at the bar, the dive bar they go talk to. Yes. But then I also saw that a cast list posted by John Roberts at the time uh-huh. mentioned that Keegan Michael Key voices the bass player and Jordan Peele voices the singer of the Catch Burners.
2: Oh, whoa! So they are all over this episode. Yeah, when they
3: get like a guest star and they're like, okay, just do some voices. That's and-
2: amazing. Okay, that's super fun.
3: I don't know that I have anything else to say about the episode
2: itself. Yeah, I think it's just, it has a very cathartic, warm wrap-up, which you know I'm a sucker for. I think the Belcher's apartment is like an, is a character itself. Totally. So I really enjoyed spending so much time in there, so much time down memory lane.
3: I love the big, like, eventful episodes. I love when we get out and about. But you and I have always said, like, we love them in their element at home in the restaurant together, especially coming after the movie where it's like they were all on these big adventures and separated and stuff like that to come watch this episode again. And it's just like, so like compact. Yeah. It feels like I really enjoyed it.
2: Me too. Okay. I do have some fun facts for us. There was some confusion on the title of the episode. I'm going to guess that from my digging that this e- episode might – this hasn't been confirmed – have first been titled Second Couch. Lauren Bouchard, in an interview, called this episode Second Couch. And either, either it was a typo, either Lauren misspoke, or – The title got updated, Mm. but he definitely called it Second Couch. Uh, That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But the official press release calls it Sacred Couch. And I have some really fun continuity facts, which, you know, we just love.
3: Love them. Hit me with them.
2: After Louise sabotages the couch, Bob can be seen reading Open Toad Living, the magazine. Do you know where that's from?
3: Open toed living, it's been on the show before?
2: It has, yes.
3: Was it in when they were in the house, the fancy house? No, but
2: good guess because he's reading
3: the boat boat magazine. magazine. Okay.
2: So actually, someone in our Discord just updated their profile photo to Sally. But do you remember in the runway club when this shy girl named Sally comes and sells magazines and they're like, it's a scam? And they end up ordering magazines. This is one of them that they order.
3: Love that. What so a fun little detail. Good.
2: Then in the third act, when we go to the eardrum, which is what that dive bar is called, there are a bunch of posters. Would you like to hear the posters that are hanging on the wall?
3: Yes. Aren't there a couple different versions of the couch burners before they when they change their name?
2: Honestly, there's so many shots and they're really fast and i was trying to like look at all the titles that i'm not positive about that but here are some um that there are tell me so we have bad hair day which is from the iconic episode purple rain union perfume i don't do mondays ironically playing on a monday uh to quote the wiki fan page crotch waffle (laughs) the urine cakes (laughs) disgusting that just happened the two pump champs dotted swiss and this one which sounds like something that was on the couch soup or chunk
3: soup or chunk
2: disgusting max is on is looking up the couch burners
3: yeah i know there was okay so they were formerly known as the melon smashers
1: okay and
3: the vase breakers Melon smash, that's like uh, Gallagher. What's
2: Gallagher? The comedian. Gallagher?
3: You know, he's the old comedian with the mustache who used to smash watermelons.
2: No, I don't. Oh, but now well,
3: I do. Go look up Gallagher.
2: How the hell, what a waste of food. Okay, so I have another little continuity thing for you. I want to get a screenshot for this to put um, on Instagram, so it should be there now. A ghost boy graffiti piece of art can be seen when Bob confronts the couch burners in that kind of alley train track situation. Oh, that's
3: a good place for a ghost boy Gafridi.
2: It's appropriate, for okay. sure. And last but not least, I love this little fact. Toward the end of the episode, kind of, someone asks. I think it's Linda asks if anyone knows a good upholsterer. Mm-hmm. And Gene says that he does – on Cape Cod. He knows someone on Cape Cod. So Eugene Merman lives on Cape Cod. So it's kind of like he probably does know an upholsterer.
3: So you think it was like improvised?
2: I don't know if it was improvised or not, or just like a wink at um, Gene, at uh, Eugene's life. Uh-huh. But I... I think it's delightful. <laughs>
3: Me too, and I really do hope he knows an upholsterer in Cape Cod.
2: Did you know that he lives in Massachusetts? I did not. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Um. I also learned that he's Russian. Oh, okay. Did you know that?
3: I did not. Are you... These are fun facts before the fun facts. They're
2: fun facts after, after the, the fun, fun facts. facts.
3: we got fun facts all over the place <laughs> in this podcast.
2: <laughs> and I We also... should do
3: fun facts during the fun facts. Let's do it. Anything else about this
2: episode? That's it.
3: Should we get into the end credits?
2: Let's do it.
3: So the last moment is they're all sitting on their reclaimed, destroyed, dirty couch in an abandoned railroad track alley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of of questions in this episode, by the way, about how the couch gets to certain places and how things get transported.
2: But I wanted to talk about that. (laughs) Like the worst part of anything couch related is moving it, buying a couch, getting rid of it. Oh boy, I'm glad they just skipped over it because I just, it's too much. It's too much for my little heart.
3: A part of me wonders if there's any like funny stuff that got cut out of like trying to move it with Teddy and stuff in the, it could have been funny.
2: (sighs) How could it not be there? Like Teddy
3: just going, pivot, pivot. Okay. Let's listen to the last moment, and then we'll get into the end credits.
0: got the couch back, Mom. We did it. Yep. Who knows a good upholsterer? Anyone?
3: I do know a good upholsterer. He's on Cape
0: Cod. Quick floor while we're waiting for a new couch to burn? Sure. Dibs on the spot that smells like guacamole. If you love something,
2: set it
3: on fire.
2: I'm already jamming.
3: Tell me what happened at the end of that episode as we go into the end credits. We
2: should just talk about the line that... I forget which character says it, but they say if you love something, light it on fire when Bob is giving his speech about the couch. Mm -hmm. So we immediately see our classic end credit sequences. Tina and Louise are there. Bob is there. But they are rocking out.
3: Yeah, they're prepping burgers. But this time they're acknowledging the music they're hearing. And they're all kind of like jumping up and down on their toes. Kind of like calf raises.
2: I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, Louise's calves must be burning.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we hear what I assume to be the Couch Burners song yes. singing, If you love something, set it on fire.
2: Yes. And Tina's hair, the way it like moves when she's when she dances is so awkward and fabulous. It's really great. Keep an eye out on it.
0: Like a couch. For your shoes.
4: Oh, wow, 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 wow. If you love something, set it on fire.
3: If- You're right. Tina's like she's doing like a kinda like a a head bob. And that, a
2: down, and a down.
3: It's kind of like the Night of the Roxbury guys from S- Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. Um, that kind of movement, uh-huh. if you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, she does have like an awkward sway.
2: But the hair's glorious, What right?
3: do we, Yeah. What do we see? So And they're all kind of like, Bob's flipping his burgers to the music. They're yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. What do we see in the service window first?
2: We see a gesture. Adjust- A jester. The jester, the the sofa queen's brother.
3: Yeah, Jordan Peele's character.
2: Jingle on by through the window. Yeah. And then we see Linda dancing, and she's just doing like punch and punch and punch and punch.
3: Yeah, kind of like, yeah, fist punching dance.
2: Which I feel like I do that sometimes.
3: As she's going to get this burger. Sometimes she just walks over and does not dance the music. Everyone seems to be...
2: They are in it. They are listening to it. I
3: think it's safe to assume that we went back to the restaurant. We got the couch back. We turned on some couch burners to celebrate. Maybe they give us their CD for taking. Yes, the, gave us gave Bob the Belchers the, their CD for taking pictures of them and for giving them the couch.
2: I love it, and i I feel like they have like they have some. I don't know where they play music from. In the restaurant, but I can see it just like outdated with a little CD player.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I um, assume that Linda invited the Sofa Queen and her brother to come to the restaurant at some point. So they're She's there. She's
2: like, we burned your couch. Yeah. But we love you.
3: Let, let's make you some burgers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you love something, set it oh.
3: What'd you just owe at?
2: Linda turns around and does like a turkey peck. Dance move. She is feeling herself today. It's, it's
3: good, good stuff from Linda in that service window.
2: And Bob is just like bouncing. He's and bouncing. Flipping. His hair's
3: flipping. The burgers I feel like are getting flipped higher than normal.
2: I agree. I don't know if that's true or if it's just the energy that makes it feel like that. Because it can't be that much higher. Because we have to see the burger.
3: Maybe it's how it's flipping. Like it is being flipped differently. Yeah. Like it's just being flipped. It's of with flip. the music. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm just looking at Bob's bald spot, mm. and there's a hashtag on TikTok called Bob Belcher's bald spot. Oh. And I I haven't dove into it, but I appreciate it nonetheless.
3: Oh. We should spend some time on there this yeah. weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you love something?
3: Sell you on fire so i think that's like if you love something set it on fire is jordan peele as the oh, singer really that's yeah. awesome um what do we see in the service window there we after see the window? sofa
2: queen what is that thing called the rod scepter. a scepter yeah uh face forward so not to the side like linda's dancing but out toward the audience crown cape is that a cape
3: yeah it's a cape okay so, yeah
2: um dancing with her scepter
3: Shortly followed by Gene making his appearance where he normally comes in from in his burger suit, Sans burger suits, but he is dancing his little heart out. Yep. And those are the end credits. He's doing like
2: punches to the sky, kicking flick- his legs. Yeah.
3: What would you call, what would you say this Couchburner song is kind of a parody of or You're- an homage to?
2: You're better at this than I am. Th- it's kind of like punk.
3: Yeah, I need to think.
2: Punk pop. It's like a 90s movie. Like, what's the song she's listening to in 10 Things I Can't Hate About You? I 10 can't. Things I Can't Hate About You. That's
3: about you. That's
2: about you. Thank you.
3: Uh, 10 Things ca- I Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are other <laughs> teen movies? Yeah, totally. Like in early 90s. Runs in, in all those movies, you'd hear, Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of a band specifically, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure people are screaming at me right now.
2: It's hard to do. Things I'm sure they the had spot. a
3: very specific. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. had a very specific artist that they copied here or parodied here. Do you want to hear the lyrics to yes. "If You Love Something, Set It on Fire"?
2: And then I want to listen to the song and and rock out to it.
3: Okay, if you love something, setting on fire, like a couch or your shoes. If you love something, setting on fire. If you love set it something, set it on fire. If you love something, set it on fire. Safety first, safety first.
2: Fantastic. The music is so good. The style is so good. It the, makes these end credits.
3: The way they all dance to it is exactly mm-hmm. how you should dance to the, a mm-hmm. song like this. You want to listen to it again?
2: I do. If you love something, set it on fire. If you love something, set it on fire. Okay, I picked something else up. Did yes, you? Yes. Yeah, I did too. Linda.
3: Oh, Bob.
2: <laughs> Linda goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. But her mouth isn't moving. Did she somehow work her way into the official recording of this band's song? Yes.
3: I think that was probably part of the deal. It
2: was part of the with deal. The couch, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: um, I noticed that Bob kind of does like an eardrum with his <gasps> spatula at a certain point He'd, up to the right. Well, now of I the freaking screen.
2: have to see it. I'm sorry. Oh! <laughs> that was so good and cute. Yeah. This is giving me major I love you so much it's scary vibes. Like the whole family's in on it. No shame. If we want to drum with the spatula, we're going to be drumming with the spatula.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm with you 100%. Highlights, low lights.
2: This is so subtle and normally I think it's hard to nail the subtlety. But it, it works massively for me.
3: Me too. I think it kind of like scratches all of the itches we like in the end credits. We like a classic kitchen sequence. Mm-hmm. Everyone is having a blast, though. It's nice to see the whole family reacting to this music and dancing around. And we get little appearances by some of the other yeah, people from the episode. In who the are window. kind of
2: iconic, you know, the yeah. sofa queen.
3: Plus the music is by characters from the show. An yes, episode.
2: and we didn't hear it in the episode. Right. The music is bomb. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the kids are saying bomb anymore. I don't think they are. But it is bomb. Um, It is a bop.
3: Yeah, I would go see the Couch Burners it is at a small club somewhere.
2: I would, I would, too. I think it also echoes the episode. It's a very family, nostalgia-oriented episode. And so to have them back just living their lives as a family – Together, making a mundane day, much more fun with this music together, is delightful.
3: I uh, couldn't agree more.
2: And the thought that they actually had to sit and produce and record and write a song only for the end credits.
3: I love Chef's when they do kiss. that. I really do.
2: I guess it could have been in the episode and could have gotten cut, but we don't know that. You yeah, know? And
3: the fact that they get like... Their voice actors, their guest yes. voice actors are like, "Hey, you want to record a song?
2: That must have been so much fun because yeah. like the stakes aren't very high, no,
3: not at all. Should we score them? Yeah, we score on a scale of one to ten h's at the end of Tina's ah uh.
2: I'm doing it. I'm giving them a nine a nine. yeah, it, it I'm going a lot based on how they make me feel, and I feel very happy right now.
3: I do too, and I'm gonna go a little bit higher. <gasps> I'm just gonna go a 9.25.
2: Ooh, I'll go. I'll meet you there.
3: Okay, 9.25 for the end credits to the music is so good. "Sacred Couch." I agree. I'm gonna be singing it um, at least the rest of the day. Yes, I'm gonna go over into our Discord right now and post the uh, video so everyone else gets it stuck in their heads.
2: I love um, it. Oh, this is a yeah. perfect Friday song. We're recording on a Friday. Yeah. Thank- if you love something.
3: Set it on fire. You want to hear me and Skylar sing it? <laughs> no. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, go follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, at Bob's Credits, all across the board. Follow me personally on Instagram
2: and Twitter. He's funny.
3: At Oh Hello, It's Max. Skylar?
2: Uh, not even really posting that much anymore.
3: Okay. She's yawning.
2: You can follow me, though. Yeah. At
3: No Crying and Cooking. And what were you going to say?
2: I was just going to say stay punk rocky. Love it. That's
3: something, something, set it on fire.
2: Totally underrated, bop.
4: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.